Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Mizzou Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mizzou Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron T. Robinson, with sports editor Garrick Hodge, as always. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys being being here again. Yeah, I appreciate all of you that we can't see or hear at the moment. Yeah, true. We, I know we have a lot of listeners that like we don't even know about. Like sometimes, like you'll see it on Twitter, or like I met I met yeah, one wh- of them. Wh- will you see it on Twitter? Cam? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you'll even get a um, photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. Picture and, of yourself. Well, there's sometimes, and I met somebody at the um, um, softball game as well who listened to the podcast. I, and I forgot. I apologize for getting your name. I'm absolutely terrible with names. Um, so. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. We appreciate you guys for listening all the time. Um, so this is always kind of a cool time for us to do podcasts. We enjoy it. It's really not like work. We're just sitting here talking about sports. So it's it's work, but it's not really like work. Uh, we're just shooting the breeze. It's yeah, fun. exactly. Um, so some Mizzou stuff. Um, Mizzou news. Uh, obviously, the, I guess not obviously, but the NCAA released its APR rates today. Um, Nash, the kind of annual rates they do for all the Division One member schools, which is kind of like... It's like a score to tell you how good you are retaining players and graduating players. Um, the biggest deal with all of it was always the basketball program. Last year, they came dangerously close to being uh, at the 930 cutoff, which gave them some NCAA sanctions. This year, they're, very, they're ahead of that. Um, they improved their score, I think, by almost 20 points. Might have been actually 21 points. Um, their multi-year score was a nine, 953, um, and their 2017-18 score was 953, which is a lot higher than a 932 score of last year. Um, so just, I guess, one thing for Mizzou fans to relax about, that knowing that the NCAA isn't going to bring more sanctions on any program, at least for the time being. You think so. Yeah. You never know if these true, things True, true. It could happen any time. Um, no, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty encouraging report that yeah. their APR score is going up. It was an expected thing because... Um, last year was the last year that the 2013-14 season would be a part of this, the multi-year uh, range or average. Um, so everybody expected it to go up. You just didn't know where it would be um, and what last year's uh, score would be like after you lost Terrence Phillips and C.J. Roberts and Blake Harris. Um, so so that's encouraging. Um, you, you hope to continue to see that go up and see Mizzou kind of stay away from that 930 cutoff. They're still last in the SEC for that in basketball but um that i think that six or seven programs get perfect scores um the women's basketball team had a perfect score this year and for their their multi-year average the women's tennis team had a perfect score for the for the fourth straight year um so so some some cool things from there for mizzou um i'm trying to think if there was any other news i probably should have wrote some news down i can't think of if there's any other news like breaking news here can you think of anything not breaking news well well maybe but we'll get to that a little more in the podcast yeah true 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 um oh i guess another mizzou basketball note um kobe brown 
Um, it's a little bit of recruiting. Kobe Brown, who was a Texas A&M commit, decommitted when Billy Kennedy got fired, um, has Mizzou in his final four. He's a three-star, six-seven small forward. Um, so that just add a little bit of depth for Mizzou on the wing. Um, he was a Mizzou target originally before he committed to Texas A&M. Um, he's, Mizzou is back in, the, in his final four with Vandy, Minnesota, and Penn State. He, he will announce his commitment on Tuesday. Uh, so something to, something to watch out for there. Um, other, otherwise, in recruiting, you don't really know where Mizzou's going. Um, obviously, a lot of EYBL and Adidas and Under Armour tournaments are picking up for the 2020 class. But for right now, for 2019, you really kind of – it's hard to tell where they're going. Um, trying to think, trying to think. But I think that might be it. Um, SEC softball tournament begins – Well, it's already begun, but well, yeah, the, starts the, the in about so- an Softball hour. team plays in an hour. We're recording this Wednesday – at it's currently 208 is that what the computer to be precise 208 yeah 208 i didn't know if my eyes were deceiving me um so yeah they are playing they're the seven seed in the tournament they're playing 10 seed to auburn who they have not played this year auburn is ranked 24th in the country according to the nfca poll um mizzou received polls received votes in that poll but is ranked 25th in a different poll so it should be a pretty evenly matched game mizzou usually fares well in the game ones because Mandy norman is fresh um, when she's pitching well, they're really hard to beat. Um, so you like to see what they do if they can beat Auburn. What they see, what they do the rest of the tournament? Uh, they get a really tough draw against Tennessee. Yeah, um, who beat them two out three earlier? I mean, Mizzou did beat them once. Yeah, did beat again them, game game one when Maddie Norman played. Right, so yeah. they won't have a fresh Maddie Norman. Um, yeah. If they beat Auburn today. Yeah. So, no, um, I mean, if you're listening to this, the result is probably already well in hand or yeah. it's close to being well in hand. So. I would expect them to win the game. But, you know, that's the is not this. It's the most difficult conference in the country for softball for a reason. So anybody could win that game anytime. But I think if Matty Norman's fresh in the way they've been hitting the ball, I expect him to win the game. I think game. their goal in the SEC tournament, whether it's today or in the loser's bracket, is just to win one game. Yeah, I think you just get to Thursday. Right. Tennessee is going to be a hard out. Um, Mizzou's weakness all year has been pitching depth. Um, you saw it a little bit against South Carolina in game two when Cassie Gasser struggled. Eli Daniel was fared well for a little bit, then struggled, and you had to throw Maddie Norman in, and she was just dominant. But um, after Maddie, it's kind of it's just kind of up and down. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. I think they're a team capable of winning the first game, and then seeing what they can do against against Tennessee Thursday. If they do get to Thursday, they would play at two thirty p.m. Eastern time, so one thirty p.m. Central time. Hmm. I think I did that math right. Um, so yeah, um, and then after that they'll have, they'll get ready for NCAA regionals, which they're surely a lock for. Um, just a matter of where and how all that shakes out. Um, baseball is a, still a few weeks away from the SEC tournament, but they yep, picked they, up a big uh, series they have two win. Two weekends left. Yeah, they picked up a big series win against Tennessee, Tennessee this past weekend. Speaking of all the Tennessees, game two they were down seven to nothing, came back and won ten to eight. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big win. Tennessee's been really good this year under former Tiger Tony Vitello. Um, so yeah, we talked about that on the podcast last time that they needed to go down there and probably take two out of three. Um, you would imagine that they're pretty safely in the regional now. I think they need three more wins to be locks for yeah. regionals. I saw something that they were projected a two seed in. I don't remember what region or what bracket it was. Well, they're they're ranked number twenty right now. Uh, they're going to Vandy, who's ranked number two right now. Um, actually, uh, 
I guess, a tease for a story later this week. I talked to TJ Sikama, the Tigers ace, and he's going to face off against J.J. Bledley, the nation's leader in home runs in yeah. Vanderbilt and a projected top 10 overall. Vanderbilt just pick. beat the mess out of Louisville, who's number five in the country. Vanderbilt is loaded. Yeah. Man. Their, their arms are stacked. Their lineup is stacked. They're, they just don't have a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, so I, th- I think your goal should just be to win one game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Beezer told me earlier this week that they hope to win the series because, of course, he want, he's going right. to say that. No coach is ever going to not right, say that. Right, right. But I think if you can steal one game in from there, I think you have to be really happy. Yeah. And then your goal should be to win two out of three against Florida at home, a place that you've been twenty one and three all year. Right, right. And then even if you even if you somehow lose that series of Florida, I think you can go to the SEC tournament and still win one or two and you'd still be I think fine. I think that they just need to win three games, regardless if it's yes, in the regular season or postseason. Reg- right? Yeah, I think they're they're safely in. They're in a pretty good spot right now. The Tennessee series was really helpful because that's a team that's going to be really close on the bubble too, right? Like Missouri, and now they have the edge over them, assuming that Tennessee doesn't like beat them somehow in the SEC tournament. Right. But yeah, so yeah, so that's that's baseball's on the on the up and up as well. TJ Sikmas made himself a lot of money from his uh, couple outings with the draft being about three weeks away. Cameron Meisner has kind of lost himself a little bit of money with his slump in SEC play. The latest MLB Pipeline mock had him 19 to the Cardinals, so that would be pretty fun for uh, area baseball fans around here to see him in... Baseball? No one's talking about baseball in St. Louis now. It's all about hockey. Oh, yeah. Are they doing that hockey? Yeah, they're doing that hockey, I guess. I actually watched the first... I'm not a hockey fan. People on the podcast probably don't know that. I'm not a huge hockey fan. I watch playoff hockey because it's kind of cool. But if there's a basketball game on, I'm watching basketball instead of hockey. I watched the Blues game yesterday because the the Raptors were just beating the mess out of 76ers. And I was at a bar and the Blues were it was just it was just one one forever. And then it got into the first overtime and I looked at my friend and I go, "When do they do? When do they go to shootouts?" And he goes, "They don't. There's no. He goes, "They just keep going." I go, "What?" And then he goes, and there's intermissions in between each overtime. I was like, I'm not sitting here for this. <laughs> After the, at the end of the first overtime, I got up and left. And I was like, I'm not sitting here and watching this forever. This game could be until 2 a.m. So I just left. But this it's won't exciting. be a popular thing with the uh, target audience, but I'm a Blackhawk fan. Oh, yeah. Um, they're going to hate you. So I just remember like sitting through a three-overtime Stanley Cup playoff game That's... in 2013. I think it got done finally at like 1230. Yeah. And... Cameron is just grimacing with, are you serious? You sat through that? No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I I mean, I get it if it's your team, but yeah, that's tough. Um, But no, I mean, I obviously have no love for the Blues, but it was pretty fun to watch yesterday. It was not fun to watch because I was on desk deadline and I was just like, come on, get this game over with so we can get it on B1. But no, playoff hockey, especially in a game seven in an overtime is really fun to watch, even if Cam is not sticking around for overtime number two. Yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. I went home. I went to bed. Um, But so kind of back on the Mizzou track, we talked about softball and baseball really quick. We haven't talked a lot about track here. On the, on the podcast, but they will start their SEC tournament, not the SEC tournament, SEC championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas this weekend. Um, big, I guess the big deal with the track team, I guess the thrower, the w- throwers are, are kind of lead the way for them. You're looking at Gabby Jacobs, who's their All-American. She's not, she has two school records already in the discus and holds a number seven mark in the shot put. She, she could probably contend for another SEC, SEC title um, and both, and one, at least one of those um she, I guess, she has the third hot, third best throw in the discus country 
countrywide. Uh, well, in the West region, a fourth in the NCAA overall. So I, just a few things. I mean, we don't talk about track a lot, but Gabby Jacobs is one of those athletes that doesn't come along very often. Um, and she has a really good chance not only to win the SEC, but be an All-American again. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. On the track side, um, really no football news. I will sit down with Robin Pynchon at some point this week. That's the plan, at least. I was told um, for, for just kind of an update or a story on the women's basketball program, kind of what the offseason looks like um, and what their roster might look like going ahead to next year. Um, obviously, there's some questions about depth and things of that nature. So I'll talk to Robin about that. That'll be in the, that'll be in the paper at some point this week. Um, Garrett, you have some baseball stuff coming this week. And then we'll also have some softball coverage throughout the week as well. Obviously, with the SC tournament, we're not just going to forget about the softball team. They've been. I don't think we can forget. No, about that'd, them. Be, that'd be impossible. Laura Sanderson would not be happy if we just forgot about the I softball th- team. I think she would be very displeased. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I think that's all we got for our first half of our podcast segment. Um, we'll take a break, and then we got some some other breaking news coming uh, after we talk to our sponsors. Nice tease. Yeah, I, I'm getting good at the teasers. We would like to take this time to thank the sponsors for the Mizzou Sports Podcast, MU Healthcare, Columbia Water and Light, and Phyllis Nichols of State Farm. The University of Missouri Healthcare is proud to be the official sponsor of Mizzou Athletics. Columbia Water and Light encourages the efficient use of electricity and water because it can make a big difference for all of us. Find out more at ColumbiaPowerPartners.com. And contact State Farm agent Phyllis Nichols at 573-443-443. 8727 for life, home, car insurance, and more. Now we'll send you back to the podcast. All right, and we're back. Thanks again to our sponsors. Um, as always, we uh, always appreciate you supporting the Tribune, supporting our podcast, allowing us to do what we love to do. Um, so, yeah, I promised some breaking news before in the uh, previous segment. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is kind of difficult. Um, so, yeah, today will be uh, my last podcast with the Tribune. Um, Friday will be my last day at the Tribune. Um, I have, I'm leaving the Tribune after three and a half years, um, to go cut, to take a job in Louisville at the Courier Journal, um, where I'll be covering Louisville football as my main beat and doing some backup work on the basketball beat. Um, I don't really know. I, I, I'm not a fan of these going away things. So part of me for just being kind of like speeches for the moment, I just really don't know what to say. Um, I moved here from Cleveland, Ohio. 2015, 2016. Um, didn't really know what to expect when I came to Columbia. Um, met a lot of great people, worked with a lot of great people, some very talented people, made a lot of great friends um, and memories that I'll remember forever. Um, wrote some stories I'm kind of proud of. I hope other people are proud of as well. Um, and had a lot of good times on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys for always for listening. I'm sorry my hosting stint didn't last as long as we planned, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. That is the way it rolls. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's been fun. I've had it. I've had a really, like I said, I've had a lot of fun at, at Columbia, in Columbia, and at the Trib. Um, it's kind of made me the person and writer and all of that that I am now. So, I appreciate you guys for always embracing me, and uh, I don't know, making memes of me on Twitter. That's always fun too. Making memes of you on Twitter. Yeah. Even to your final week, you yep. get a meme of you on Twitter. Yep, exactly. It was fun. It was fun. From our diehard podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah. Is it, well, uh, no, it's just it's going to be sad without you. We've all appreciated all the work you've done at the Tribune. Uh, lost some good to, 
good uh, quality Tribune reporters between you and Danny Jones over yeah. the last month. It's been a very sad day for Tribune, but uh, the show must go on, as we say. Yeah, and I do, I do feel the need to say because the people, other people who also know that I'm, I'm leaving have asked me this question before. Uh, I'm not leaving. I, this wasn't a planned leave. Like we, like a few weeks ago, podcast listeners got like Danny was leaving, and then now I'm. This wasn't a planned thing. Um, Dan, Danny told me he was leaving months, like a month before. Um, and then I got an interview, my first interview for the little job the week before he left. And then I got like, you know, I got my on-site visit like the week after Danny left. It just, it just lined up weird, but this wasn't a planned thing. It was always a thing where if I had a chance to get closer to home, I was going to apply for the job and see what, see what happened from there. But have you ever mentioned where you're from again? It's like you uh, talk about the Browns every other Yeah, I can't remember where exactly are you from The greatest city and greatest football town in America in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. With, yeah, with the greatest football team and the greatest quarterback. I don't think uh, greatest is the word you're looking for. That's the right, correct word. All right. Correct. All right. Baker's the goat, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. But no. Um, but be, uh, before we let you go and send you to Louisville, we want to have a little exercise here with you. And um, we're going to have you, A, say your favorite memory from the three – top beats that you were on, which was Mizzou football, Mizzou basketball, and Mizzou women's basketball. And we're going to have you say a little spin on where you think each program is headed before you head out into your new venture. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's start with, uh, let's start with, we'll, we'll do men's basketball last cause that's the, uh, the well, one you've been on too long as, your yeah. teeth on with. So um, we'll start with football, then women's basketball, then men's basketball. All right. Well, I think, well, prediction wise, I think the football team I've been I've been between nine and ten wins this year. I haven't decided where I want to go. I think I lean nine. Are you still going to contribute to the Tribune's weekly? Uh, I can fo- football. Picks? I can. Football I could. I can come back and win. I can come back and win. Who won last year? Was it? Was it you? No, no. It was. I want. I got second. Was it Eric that won? I don't remember. I know that Danny finished last. Yeah, and I just beat him out. For and I and I like I got to. It was the last week where it was between me and somebody else. I think it, Eric beat you Eric. because you and him were the only ones that were eligible to win it yeah. going into the final I think week. I lost for like a few And games. you had like a three and seven week yeah. to close it out. Yeah, and I had a massive comeback the whole year. Um, so, yeah, because I wanted to win that and fantasy football. So, but, um, yeah, no, I I, I think the pro, one, the football program is, I think, trending upward. Um, and I think, and it's kind of hard to believe that when you lose a guy like Drew Locke. But I think they could win nine games this year. I think they have a lot of talent offensively. I think it just depends what they get from the defensive line and um, and, so, and a few, few other positions like that. Um, but I think they could win nine. So the schedule's there for it. It's not as hard as last year's schedule. Um, they have the talent. Um, it's just gonna. I think a lot of it. And I was talking to somebody this about this the other day. I think a lot of it's gonna depend on how they handle the sanctions or the NCAA appeal. That the way that is working out right now, you could almost see it coming like so figuring itself out during football season and i think a lot of that is how they handle it if you if the sanctions are upheld and you're not going to go to postseason does their season just crumble yep um or do they still go out there and try to try to prove the NCAA wrong um so i think i mean if you're just looking at potential for this team i think they could win nine or ten games um being a pretty good bowl be at the top be near the top of the sec east east west east West. Do you forget which division they're in? There, your last. I am day? blanking. East. 
Yes, East. Okay, I was right. Yeah, I was like, you, you, you're like, yeah, your last I, I podcast, not, and you forget which division I, they're in. I could not. You know, what, maybe it. it's maybe he's got one yeah. foot in Louisville already. Yeah, right. maybe maybe it's right. good. He's getting off this podcast. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, I think they could be there. Um, in terms of my favorite memory, I think probably my favorite memory was Barry Odom's um, explosion. Um, Third the, string tackle of rock. Yeah, when he, I can't remember what game that was. That was, was the Auburn game. Uh, was it the Auburn game? Yep, yeah, the game where they lost what fifty. Yeah, they got killed, and they and they we were sitting in the press box, just like this team doesn't even want to be here. Like it was. Were they one and three at the time? Yeah. After that. Yeah, because that was that might have been right after the Purdue loss, um, and they were it just they didn't look good, and then Barry came in with this like he didn't take any question. he took one question but after after he went off and just kind of he was just like you guys think you know like people write about what they think we know we are i did third string tackle at rockbridge on twitter talking about how we suck blah blah blah. that was gold because we i remember just going to the press conference and all of us just like what are we gonna ask now they just got killed again like what is there to ask and he sat down and started going off and everybody's like oh we got a story now <laughs> you know we got something to write about um so that so that's probably my favorite football moment in terms of just like things that stick out in my mind right away. It also just seems very uncharacteristic of Barry Odom because yeah. he's not the guy that like sounds off typically. Yeah. yeah. Um, women's basketball wise, um, this one's kind of tough. I actually think my favorite moment might have been Robin's six hundredth win, Robin, Coach Benson's six hundredth win, because um, that was just it was a weird like you knew they were playing Vanderbilt who was like one of the worst teams in SEC, so you knew it was coming. Like, I had legit my story done before the game was over. It was just cool to see the scene afterwards. Like, you have Coach Pynchon talking with her team, talking with the crowd, huddled around her team, and then they move to the side, and you look up on the board and all these all these photos of Coach Pynchon from previous, like, her different hairdos, different styles, different players talking. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool moment for me in terms of covering the women's team. Um, second to that, very close second to that was the first round of the NCAA tournament this year when they beat Drake. That game was an unbelievable women's basketball game. Uh, that was terrific. Um, so those are probably my two favorite moments on the women's beat. Um, in terms of prediction for them, of the three big sports, I think they might be the, have the hard, hardest road next year. It's just hard to replace what you get from Sophie and Sierra Porter, um, especially when you don't have a replacement for Sierra Porter. I don't think you really have a placement for Sophie, but you have a little bit more in the perimeter than you do inside. Um, I think it's, that team's going to go as far as Amber Smith takes him. And Amber was a little bit inconsistent last year. You saw she was really good in the beginning of the year, just struggled towards the end sometimes. But um, And I think it would be dependent on how Asia Blackwell and Haley Frank are coming in and also how long it takes Akira Levy to get back to 100%. Um, she, just her pace is just a totally different a game changer. Um my only my fear with this season is that Mizzou fans are going to be like are, are going to make the argument that Coach Pinchon can't win without Sophie. And I think they need to tailor, tailor those expectations to what the team's going to look like next year. I think it's going to be a little bit of a change, um, just because of you have a lot of youth um, and you're losing a ton. You're not just losing your lead, the program's leading scorer. You're losing one of the program's best rebounders in Sierra Porter um, and their gen- floor general and Lauren Aldridge. Um, so that'll be a little bit different as well. I think fans just have to kind of tailor their expectations a little bit for what what the program can be next year. Um. So now men's men's basketball. Yep, men's basketball. Um. Trying to think, there's a lot. The Kentucky game at Mizzou was cool last year because it was a packed house. Not last year, two years ago, 
when Mike, when Jonte and Mike and Cassius, well, Mike didn't play, but he was on. It I was, was about to be like, it Mike? was a Mike year. Mike? Yeah. It, was, uh, the, it Ka- was the Mike year. Yeah. Cassius and Jordan Burnett, that, like, that pace was packed and very, very, very loud. Um, and they pulled that upset on national television. That was pretty cool. That was their first, that was the first time they ever beat, only time they ever beat Kentucky. Um, so that was kind of cool. Going to Rupp Arena was cool, even though Mizzou got stomped. It was just cool to be at Rupp. Um, but I think my favorite memory might have been um, this year's SEC tournament um, when Mizzou beat Georgia. Georgia. Um, and Jordan Geist just went off. It was like, it was, uh, it was crazy. And I remember sitting in the, pre- in the, uh, locker room everybody not not a lot of people were there yet because everybody was at the press conference and i asked um kevin uh kevin purrier you remember you like the last time you guys won in a game in SEC tournaments because you hit a game winner had like 30 some points what was it like to see jordan do that who those two the two are as close are pretty are pretty close i mean they were the heart of that team in terms of leadership and off the court stuff um so that was that, that, so and then i asked jordan the same thing i was like jordan was sitting literally right next to kevin and he he was he said something around the sense of like oh i've always just wanted to be like kevin Perger. it was just really really funny in a sense um it was just, that was just like a funny moment that i, that I remember for a long time because those two were great I mean, I think when you think about the turnaround of that program, um, as they begin the turnaround, I think they could be in a tournament team next year. Um, those two are going to be guys you talk, you think about um, setting the foundation of what that program is. Um, and in predictions, I guess, I kind of mentioned it there. I think they can be a tournament team this year. I mean, you're talking about bringing back a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. You hope Mark Smith can be healthy. And if he is healthy, you hope he can return to his sharpshooting ways that he was last year. You add Drew Smith. You add Mario McKinney, Trey Jackson, um, and you hope to see and continue to improvement from Javon Pickett, Torrance Watson, and Xavier Pinson. Um, I think it just depends on if you, if and when Jeremiah Tillman comes back. I think we all think we all are pretty sure Jeremiah Tillman's coming back, um, but can he stay out of foul trouble next year? Um, will be a big thing again, as has been the first two years. Um, but I think they have they'll have a lot of talent next year, um, and I think they could be probably a bubble team finish in the top half of the SEC and just and hope the bubble breaks your way. Um, but I think they have a lot. They have a t- the talent and the team to be a bubble team and get back to the tournament next year. Any final thoughts before you head off into the world of Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the bourbon. Oh. Yeah. People on here know I like bourbon. Me and Danny talk about it all the time. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's been fun. I mean, I have loved the Tribune. I mean, I, Danny and I, when we first made, so we took, so people who don't know, Danny and I saw this podcast, we did it. We had really started it with like two handheld microphones and then we got sick of doing it. We did it in what's now your office, Garrick. We did it in there. Um, and then we got sick of doing it in there um, because you could hear everything going on in the sports office. So we did it. We went to the back of the office and did it where we did our fantasy draft. It's like this huge, almost like conference room. And it got, we were just like, it's, we got sick of doing it in there. So we took this How room. How many places did you? Well, this is the third place. And we took this room that we're in now and we put those, put the newspapers up behind, behind uh, the wall and we, we Facebook lived everything. So like we had like a backdrop. It was really cool. Um, but then we got actual equipment. So we were like, okay, we got to sit down and do it. But like, as I look at those papers behind it, it's just like really cool to see, like, remember all the things you did and the time you spent here. Um, it's been fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, the people, I think that's what I missed the most is just the people, um, both the readers and fans I met, talked to on Twitter, um, people I met on the beat, people I worked with. 
um, that'll be what I miss the most. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. It's been fun. Um, yeah. Move, move, moving forward, uh, we'll probably have our other sports reporter, Eric Blum, fill in on the Mizzou Sports podcast a little bit till we get uh, some personnel boosted back up. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going to be. You can ask my boss if you really want to know. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, uh, it'll... We'll still continue to do some podcasts as long as sports are in season. Might take a little break during the summer to till we get some new bodies in here. And uh, until then, it's uh, we're gonna miss you, Cam. We we already missed Danny, and but life at the Tribune will go on. We'll continue to make podcasts. Uh, you can continue to follow Cam on Twitter. Continue to support his work. Yeah, don't unfollow me yet. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, continue to support his work now at the, uh, what, what's the name of your new outlet again? Courier Journal. Louisville Courier Journal. Yeah. Um, I'll even say it, it. CJ, is it underscore T? Yep. Wow. Wow, he didn't even know mine. He gave he gave he gave me crap last time. Well, well it took you like three times to get it right. Um, yeah. I got it right on the first time. See, but you, I, had I was, you had a question mark at the end advertised. of that. Yes, no, but no, I I just you know I didn't want to just like read it off as fact and then you'd be like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, true, true. That'd have been worse. Yeah, so anyway, I'm Garrick underscore Hodge. We have very easy Twitter handles. We're very basic. It's fine. Yeah, but uh, I will. Uh, we never figured out an outro um, as well, we said really we quick. were going to. Um, uh, really quick. Um, the, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Um, this is a great way to go out, Cam. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but I, I did want to say, um, well, oh yeah, I remember what I was going to say one, you guys have to keep doing podcasts this summer because you guys have to continue the challenge tradition. Oh yes. Summer. So someone's got to eat hot wings on the podcast. Someone, uh, it won't be me. <laughs> I've I've done my punishment. Hey, hey, it's Eric. Eric, you know, I think turn. it's it's Eric's turn yep. to pay a penance. Yep, Eric's your turn. Um, but no, like, I really wanted to add, like, really keep up with the Tribune. I think that's the most important thing, um, regardless of whether your favorite writer is here or not. Which I'm not saying I'm your favorite writer. It was probably Danny, and Danny left, so you guys aren't even listening anymore. Wow. But um, but I I really I mean it's important to follow the Trib, um, keep up with what they do. I mean it's, it's local paper. I think the Tribune does, I think, a better job than really anybody in terms of covering Mizzou as a whole, from football to softball, from football to baseball or volleyball. I don't think there's any other paper that does it the way we do. Um, You really get a really full glimpse of everything going on athletically at Mizzou, both, I I guess, both athletically and on the news side, academically. Um, So, yeah, that would be my advice is just to keep up with the trip. And obviously, let's follow Garrick and Eric on Twitter and follow the podcast because it's still going to be great. All right. Well, you know, I will let you cue the outro, even though you never uh, figured out what it would be. Yeah. But I will let you sign off for the last time on the Mizzou Sports Podcast. I appreciate it. Please subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Like I said, subscribe to the Tribune. Um, You can read all our work on Columbia tribune.com also have some stuff going on the rest of the week um and follow me on twitter at cj underscore teague garrick at under at at under yeah right at garrick underscore hodge um i guess that's it i guess i guess i'll cue the outro music Subscribe to Mizzou's Sports Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher.
just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.